Man, it's been a long time. Oh, oh, dear. This is nice. (laughs) It's your boy, Tipsy Japan, back with another episode of Atas Across Time and Space. I, I can't I can't hold it in, but I'm over here on cross culture. So let me. Uh, <laughs> Episode number X X I B. No 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 X X V I. There V-I, we go. V-I. Yeah, there you go. Yeah yeah yeah. We in there. We in there. So we got a new time, same space. Um, mm-hmm. but we're gonna be hopefully kicking it out. You know, some some scheduling conflicts came up because. Your boy Tipsy Japan got promoted. You know, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. That. Moving up in the world, yeah. you know, feels good, feels good. I said at the right time in my life and in the right space to uh, to get some things done. So yeah, it feels good. What you did there? I see what you did there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's, that's how you get a promotion. So hold on, hold on, hold on. We got somebody who's tuning in already. Yeah, already. In the right space. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. Water Pulse Laser, probably the the most consistent listener out Dedicated. there. We definitely want to give you that that shout out for real. Yes. We appreciate that. We always appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I think he's had that he hit that bell notification, you know, so that definitely has the bell notification. Best, the best of Atas will be instantly, uh, you know, right there in those ears. Yeah, I mean that's. That's the only way because we didn't announce the time change. Yeah, yeah. We didn't announce the time change. But we had the right time now. That's right what it there. is. We had the right time. Yeah. But it's, right. a, it's a shortened time now, right? It's a new format. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to try to keep it to um, 30 minutes uh, only because with the podcast, we want to get that info to you, even if it's in video form. We want to make it a little quick, snappy. You know, want you to be able to say, oh, I have enough time for this episode because it's not going to take so long. You know? Right, 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 right. We're, gonna, we're still going to get down into the nitty gritty a little bit, but we're just going to try to make it a little faster. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fast and Furious. All right. Okay. I call that wild speed out here. Not a fact. Wild speed. Wild speed. <laughs> wild speed. All right. Speaking, so, of, speaking of wild speed, how about the wild speed of the scientific revolution? Ooh, okay, okay. I see the transition work. I see the transition work. I'm just saying. You said the scientific revolution? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about today. I think everybody, uh, everybody's read up and they're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the scientific revolution, it's... <sighs> so this chapter was specifically, or well, not specifically long, but it seemed really long. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the book is with most books, there's a nice flow to it. So it doesn't seem as long. When I saw that the audio book was going to take an hour and nine minutes for this chapter, I was like, dang, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. But the stuff that was discussed in this chapter, oh my goodness. I, I was, I was definitely taken aback. And mm-hmm. We're in the fourth part of the book. So the book has chapters and it has divisions. So in the fourth part, um, and then this chapter of the scientific revolution, and I don't want to go too deep into it because our new format doesn't really allow me to until it's my turn. But it's just talking about how science became a priority and how even the priority of science is dictated. 
Mm-hmm. That's why I'm gonna leave it right now because it is so deep and I definitely have to speak on it. But what I wanna hear is from TPC Japan, the people's champ. What did you get out of this chapter? Mm, what did I get out of it? So my thing is, right, um, mm-hmm. recently, recently I've been looking into Brilliant. And this is not an advertisement, but um, I've been looking into Brilliant because, um, you know, I had, I've had this desire to see how math links. So, so take a step back for us because I don't, I don't know what Brilliant is. And I'm not, I'm not up on the level. All right. Well, you know, they need to sponsor this video next time. Um, but basically the way that brilliant works, it's a, it's a website, uh, e-learning mm-hmm. website where you basically are going through like all the like mathematics and logic and science and chemistry and whatever, like related to like mathematics study, um, that you, that you would want to in a very like visual and personalized way. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, you can do it on your smartphone, on your tablet, on your computer, whatever. And uh, basically, like, I've just kind of dug in there because there's another YouTuber I like called uh, Veritasium. And he always says at the end, uh, you know, like, sign up at, at brilliant.org right now and you get a, like a 10, 20 percent discount on the first year. So it's, it's really it's super cheap. Um, but it's also an investment like in your like mathematical understanding of things. So that's the context that I was coming at this at this chapter with this understanding like that math is extremely important and it's something I want to kind of tap into. Um, but there's also like this chapter, it's what it's, what it's talking about is the, um, the way that we view or we use science right now to discover and understand, you know, the way that the universe works, but then also use mathematical equations to back all of that. And, you know, personally, like I, I want to see the, the math behind you know, nature and creation and, and everything, everything around me. Um, if it's, if it's possible, if, and when it's possible, you know, um, with the social sciences, I mean, it's not as exact as the book was saying, it's not as exact as, you know, like algebra and and some of these other science, but then you look at like statistics, right. And the way that that helps you to make predictions about, you know, the future, future events. Um, you know, predictions don't tell you everything, but it or not uh, statistics don't tell you everything, but they do give you probability, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the the kind of quotes in this chapter, I'm gonna you know refer back to that at some point in there. But that quote, it was like you know Habakkuk and Saint John, like these guys couldn't give you a, a prediction as clear as that. I, I mean, and I mean to to be honest, to be honest, when you look at like the the way that the Bible set up, you don't see a bunch of. Uh, he did say, you know, Noah Yuval Harari, what is what his book here? He did say that, you know, the Bible doesn't have a bunch of data and tables and charts and all that, you know, <laughs> definitely <doesn't laughs> kind of information in there. <laughs> so it's not, it didn't, they didn't put like an emphasis on mathematics to, in order to understand the way that life works. Instead, um, you know, the Bible, the Quran, Bhagavad Gita, all of these ancient books, they would use stories. You know, you have the the observation, but then you have stories to make it digestible. Now, with you know modern science, it uses um, you know you have these observations, but then you use mathematics to draw the lines between things. So you need to understand the mathematics in order to make it work. But you know, mm-hmm. mathematics is is dry in the sense that if you just understand the logic and the rules of it, then it it should follow straight through. 
that being said, there are irrational numbers and all kinds of weird things out there. But you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what that's what this chapter was saying to me. Um, it was talking to me there, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying not to be seduced by the dark side, numerology, and all that good stuff. But it's it's I'm sure it's part and uh, and parcel of this new religion of how to look at the world, you know? Um, Hmm. There are also three points that he mentioned um, in the way that science works now. And I wonder if it really comes down to that. Like the first point he mentioned was uh, ignoramus. Remember that ignoramus piece? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, make no assumptions and we're just going by, you know, our observations and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. it's like, you can kind of get into this attitude like if if you're really you know ignoramus about stuff proper properly, then you should arrive at true conclusions. But mm-hmm. in fact, like I think there's an attitude that you get that if you don't do it this way, if you don't do it in the scientific method, then that's ignorance. Period. You know. Hmm. Um, also, there's another point that he mentioned it was about the uh, yeah the, the the fact that in the past like observations and scientific observations of things was, were not, um, they weren't viewed as important. All right. So Uh then, you know, modern science doesn't view the observations of the past, the data that was collected in the past as important, you know, and that's, that's, I, I think that they were wrong in the past to, you know, chalk up all that, you know, extra data. If it's not, if it's not in the Bible, if it's not in whatever the scripture is, uh, mm-hmm. then it's not, it's not really relevant in the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then now it's like, we're just doing the same thing back. Two wrongs don't make it right. Like, you know, the data that they found in the past, we're not starting with that. We're just reinventing the wheel right now. I mean, come on, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't really re- uh, reinvent the wheel. Like it's there, and like I, I think that you should understand. Start from that understanding. Start start the analysis from the history that we have, uh, and try to you know keep it as dry as possible, and and just observe it for what it is. Um, and then you know we could get we could probably get further that way. So I, I guess that's the uh, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but I just I had to let it. Out. <laughs> Man, so I mean the the thing about it is that you brought up a point um the whole ignoramus thing uh, i believe it was socrates that said the only thing that i know is that i know nothing mm. and that's kind of where our driving force is mm-hmm. where we're saying like okay i don't know anything mm-hmm. and i want to know more mm-hmm. therefore let me go out and search that's where that hunger and thirst for knowledge come from mm-hmm. um one of the things that stuck out to me in this chapter was the whole, so it, there was the scientific, you know, kind of awakening, right? right. Like, okay, we want to do things scientifically. We want to go into chemistry. We want to go into this. We want to go into that. And then, of course, hundred years, hundreds of years after that, you know, the first science alchemy to now where we're working with chemistry and biology and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the author brings up the fact that the the terminology of just research grants and things like that mm. and how they speak to other issues are what gets funded. 
And mm. the reason I found that so, so uh, enlightening, well, not really enlightening, but so interesting is because there was a, there was something else I was listening to years back. And it was talking about how people were trying to get funding and no matter what it was, they would just tie it into global warming. So it was like, oh, I want to study squirrel farts, you know? Right, to reduce the methane in order to make you know, the planet more sustainable. Any way they could tie it into global warming and then they would get the, the funding because mm-hmm. it's pulling at somebody's heartstrings mm-hmm. or pulling at the, the, um, the thing that is current. The current, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we get into the fact of like the Fitchburg Health Study, right? Mm-hmm. Fitchburg Health Study was done in the 60s basically saying that you don't need to be eating all of this red meat in order to get your protein. You don't even need to eat meat to get your protein. You don't need to drink milk to get your calcium. And of course it was done away with because in in the sixties, what was driving everything? Consumption of animal byproducts Mm -hmm. and the companies that were funding these animal byproduct factories and infrastructure and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it got swept under the rug. Coming to the the early 2000s and now everybody's drinking soy milk. Everybody's saying like, you know what? We need to think about um not only what's happening with animals, mm-hmm. but the the fact that we're farming all of this land and not giving the nutrients back, mm-hmm. we're literally killing what we do have. Mm-hmm. I mean, and livestock does that a lot more than plants and vegetables. But there's all the of this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the carbon footprint. I mean, everybody's kind of in that mindset. And I was like, okay, what am I, what am I destroying in order mm-hmm. to live? You know, right. and it's, it's just that deep. And I, I was following, uh, you've, you've probably heard of this company, you know, most people have by now, uh, Impossible. Impossible. I was, I started following Impossible. Uh, when was it? 2015. Man, because they, they were saying, no, 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 no. They came out in 2016. That's impossible. Uh, I started following in 2015 oh. because there was already research going on about making the perfect vegan cheese. Ah, they hadn't gone like super public yet. It was just kind of like a pipe dream. And it was like, we aim to make this cheese so that there's not so much of a footprint on the Mm -hmm. earth. And they were like, this is what the earth looks like now. And we hope to make it a lot greener because we're not having to make sustainable farmland. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. But it all boils down to what's current and what's going to get the funding and how you put that out there because Mm -hmm. soy milk was barely a thing when i was a kid it was barely a thing i was on soy formula when i was a baby soy formula yeah soy soy formula i guess i was a little lactose intolerant that's what mom told me Uh, so i it was around back then yeah. But now it's like you got so many different brands, so many different flavors, so many different, you know, 
companies trying to edge into the the plant-based protein market well the thing is the thing is the government governments uh, like they, there was a, an interesting chart and in actually the the printed version of this but basically mm. governments you know put money into different types of research in the hopes that it provides something for the people that will keep them supporting the government so mm. the government was putting money into or you know ancient almost ancient time they were putting money into the you know church and the scribes and whatever you know these kind of organizations or institutions that would keep the people's minds and 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 you know their uh behavior in check and then mm -hmm. they would then collect that money right back and fund it into the government or into the crown or whatever you know so now it, it's an interesting point to say all right are are these different research organizations or or different uh groups of people that are trying to put new products out there for the public are they looking to the government to get funding or is it a GoFundMe to get funding or are they looking for like these angels, you know, to, to not real angels, of course. Angel but, investors. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These angel investors to, to drop money on them in order to, <clears throat> in order to fund these little side projects, hmm. you know, um, it, it's become a lot more available now. Um, when you said that you were following them uh, for uh, that, the company impossible mm -hmm. uh, on their, soy formula here uh is that or soy cheese huh yeah yeah it was a uh, plant based cheese. yeah yeah vegan cheese formula was that was that a gofundme i it wasn't a gofundme it was just mm -hmm. that they were out there and they had funding and they were making this video showing like they had funding from yeah mm -hmm. so i all I know is that they were doing the research and all of that good stuff, but it was kind of before, mm. I don't want to say before GoFundMe because GoFundMe has been around for a while, right. but it was GoFundMe and crowd-based um, crowd based funding hadn't really hit its stride. So it was still mm -hmm. kind of in it, not really infancy, but maybe it's toddlerhood, if you will. Um, so I don't think that it was something like that. But it's funny that you bring up GoFundMe because now every every major, well, not every major development, but a lot of the major developments that are being made, especially in consumer goods, mm -hmm. start off with GoFundMes. And then like mm -hmm. they go to Shark Tank and get, you know, these angel investors and they're not going the route of getting grants from the government. They're just saying, hey, I feel like I got a good idea. Yeah. Somebody else might like it. I'm going to go run with it. Right, right, right. And it's, I mean, it's the, the possibility of the, um, you know, return on investment. Like, sure, there's a huge risk that it, they might just be making this thing up and disappear to the uh, Cayman mm -hmm. Islands or something, you know, with, with their money. But um, the, the, the possibility of a huge return on investment is there for the angel investors, okay. you know, and for the other people that get in early. Like you see the, you see the cases that worked out. You don't see so many of the ones that don't work out and you don't really focus on that. Yeah. I mean, uh -huh. as a normal consumer, if you're thinking, huh, I need to put some money on, on, on this guy, this seems like it's going to pan out into something, you know, everyone wants to be part of something great. Right. Um, yeah. but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, and, and this is, this goes back to this book that I've been, another book that I've been reading. I'd love to get that a little piece of that action on this podcast too, but it's um, called 4,000 weeks. 4,000 4, weeks. weeks. And you only 
get 4,000 weeks. I think I've talked about this before, like 30,000 30, days in life. This In this case, you only get 4,000 weeks in life. Mm. Uh, and, sir, I think you've hit, already hit half. Thank you. Trying to play me. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you're older than me, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like two... I mean, it's it's seventy five or uh, seventy five point five years or so of life mm. on average. That's about correct. On average, yeah, makes sense. Um, and yeah, if you're like halfway there by now, like thirty, thirty six seven, then yeah, I mean, you you hitting a halfway mark. Um, that being said, like, what do you what are you going to do with your four thousand? Um, and not even looking at your four thousand as an instrumental thing, you know, um. It's really interesting. There was a, a quote saying that it, it wasn't how are you going to use your time, but is are you time? Is man time himself? Is man are, time himself? Are you time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, I mean, that's just like, that's out there. It's, it's, it's so out there. Um, mm. But like, you cannot like separate yourself from time. Everything, that, every for example, like the flab, if you got flab, you know, I know I got flab. Uh, you know, I got that, I'm luxury, my character. Little luxury, <laughs> luxury meat there, like that meat. Yes, <laughs> you don't, you don't get luxury meat. It's called zeniku in Japanese. Like it, it really is a thing. You know, oh, uh, zay is luxury and niku is meat, right? So if you got some zeniku on the side, mm-hmm. that is the product of time spent. Like you can see the effects of time on a person's body. Every single effect of time. If you're not oh, getting enough sleep, it appears on your body. Yeah. Literally. All right? Uh, if your hair is growing, like, you can see it. And with locks, it's so easy to see. Yeah. You know, how much time was spent. You know, how much hair you know, is, is grown. And in mm-hmm. every single moment, it's either getting longer or whatever, you know? Like, it's all there. So are we, in fact, time? And, you know, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, um, it's only been, what was it? I think 300,000 weeks. 300,000 weeks is the whole the whole history of mankind. <laughs> That's it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Only 20 generations. If people lived 100 years, it's only 20 generations back to Jesus. That's it. I see. I see. I see. You know? So it's just like, in the grand scheme of things, like, are we changing the whole universe? Or are we just, you know, we're going to spend our 4,000 weeks and be up, you know, um, <laughs> with that time, with that time, like, what what are we, you know, do not just doing with it, but how are we spending it, you know, um, really, like, reevaluating that whole thing. And when it comes to, like, you know, this type of research and, and you know, using math in order to understand the universe in such a way that we can do what, you know? What are we? What are we trying to do with this time and space? Um, mm. This last book has helped me to like reevaluate that and really be thinking about it a lot. And I recommend it. It's called Four Thousand Weeks. It's a, it's on our scribed uh, membership too. So you know. Oh yeah, it is. It is. You got the PDF and you got the whole audio book, and you got mm-hmm. a good podcast. Um, there's another good podcast that just in- introduced the whole thing in an hour with the author. It's just, I mean, what else do you want? Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been well. Um, Jeez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that being said, I think I answered your question. I mean, yeah. But it, 
I mean, I want to speak a little bit more to that before we uh, start to wrap up because we are very close. Um, I wanted to to say, oh man, dang, I lost it. Oh man, uh, I don't ever think about it. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so uh, upset. What? What's it? Okay. okay. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got it. I got let, it. I got let me. Ask you, let me. Can I ask you? Ask me what? I got. I got the point back. Okay. All right. I'll let you have it. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Chair, the thing about it is that we we see ourselves as living in the third dimension, right? Mm. That we can see things in the second dimension, mm. and you know, in the first dimension, if we make a movie strip. Yeah. But we're actually in the fourth dimension. And the thing that defines a dimension is a measurement. Mm. And our fourth measurement is time. Time. Okay. Yes. So a lot of people just don't think about it. It's like, oh, you know, we're in three-dimensional space. No, we're in four dimensions because we have something that tracks us as we go forward. You know, you say you're getting older because more time has passed in your lifetime before, you know, the dash is over. But right. if you want to ask that question gotta ask it now to be honest yeah <laughs> now, now that's that's it's really interesting because yeah some people define the fourth dimension as time others don't but i i, I do like to think about it that way hmm. um and the only thing about the fourth dimension that makes it interesting is that there's only it if if it's time it only moves in one direction right hmm. and you can only observe a person in their current form in their current form you know, you can't see them in the past and you can't actually see them in the future. You can make your predictions about them. Like he's going to turn out like this someday, but you can't really like say, yeah. all right, definitively that this is what it was in the past. Like you can just see, you know, or, or in the future, you can't, you know, it's, it's, it's a real interesting thing. So I, I like to think about the fourth dimension as time. And mm -hmm. we are a living log of that progression through time. Ooh, a living log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm. So I mean, because this is cross culture, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. You know, we don't just live in four dimensions. I'm gonna throw that out there. No, not even just four. No, I mean, at the very least, the fifth is the spiritual dimension. That's mm. just measured differently. Just, mm. just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. You know, mm. I've done my research for that sermon, but. You know, I'm not going to get too much into it, um, but it's what it comes down to is how whatever you're measuring your life with, mm. whatever you're measuring your life with, how are you standing up to that standard? Where it's like, I want to be a little bit taller. You know, you're going to maybe mark on your, your doorpost or whatever. You know, mm. hey, I want to have a longer reach. You know, I want to be able to palm a basketball. That's still a unit of measure. Whatever your goal is, um, that's what you're measuring. You're, there's some type of metric that you're using. Yeah. And because of that, you know, you do sometimes maybe you have a shortcoming. But you can always say, I'm going to strive for that goal. I'm going to strive for that. I'm going to strive for that. And the scientific revolution has only helped that because now we have so many more metrics to mm. go by. You say, hey, I want to get a, a hundred followers so I can have a custom URL on YouTube. Just mm -hmm. another metric, 
you know, we're we're constantly saying to ourselves, we we want to live up to something, constantly, right. constantly, consistently, whether it be horrible beauty standards, you know, all these magazines and stuff like, oh, you have to be slim and trim in order to be beautiful, or you have to wear the best and latest, or you have to have the best technology. There's all these metrics, but you have to decide for yourself what would your metric be. Period. Man, I like that. I like that a lot. Like all those, all those metrics. I think of, you know, dimensions one through four. Like those can they can they can all be expressed mathematically. That that fifth one, I'm waiting for that sermon, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. Give it a number, you know. Give it a number. I mean, if, if, there's numerology if, if, in the Bible. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. There's numerology in the Bible. There's number study. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But Oh, well, you can go to the book of numbers if you're looking for that. Ah, 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 I see what ah. you did there. <laughs> I, I got I mean, zingers all day, man. Zingers all day. Zingers all day. Well, I mean, that's the time right now. Like, that's the wrap. We, we got to wrap it up. We're we're in our last 17, 16 seconds of the podcast. So until next time, stay prayed up and be blessed. Make sure you check us out on Spotify and Anchor. We're on there. 25 episodes on there right now. I'm going to get the 26th today. Today. It's happening right now. You know, it's been your boy TPC Japan, Cross Culture, telling you that's what it is. Thank you so much um, for your time and this space. Yeah. Yeah. Till next time. Peace. Peace.